We talk about the LA Kings' recent coaching change, what GM Rob Blake had to say about it, and look ahead to the second half of the season with Russell Morgan of Hockey Royalty on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We would love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And of course, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Use Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, we have not had an interview in a while, and uh, that's because of all the things been going on with the LA Kings, all the games they've been playing. But you know, if you watch this show or listen to this show, I do like to bring in other voices from time to time to talk Kings hockey. And with that, we welcome back to the show, friend of the show from Hockey Royalty, and that is Russell Morgan. You can follow him on X or Twitter at NHL Russell. Hey, Russell, how are you? What's up, Eddie? Thanks for having well, me on, man. No, thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, a lot's going on, as you well know, uh, with the LA Kings. Um, I was on the Locked On NHL show on Monday, and if anyone missed it, you can go check that out. But I was asked a very obvious question. What has happened to the LA Kings? Now, <laughs> not that anyone needs a refresher course, but one of the top teams in the NHL for the first month and a half, 27-4, and four, 44 points, sixth most in the NHL. And since then, 3-8-6 and six for 12 points. Over that span, 29th out of 32 teams in the NHL. I didn't have a great answer for that question. Do you have a good answer for that question? Man, I feel like if I had a good answer for that question, I might be the next head coach. Yep. <laughs> it seems like that's really the big mystery right now. Um, it, it's it's tough because you look at a lot of the, the games that have been lost. Um, they're right there, right? I mean, there's been multiple games where they've had leads that they've given up um, overtime losses, shootout losses, and a lot of the underlying metrics point to them uh, being capable of winning a lot of those games, but just never came to fruition. So I think uh, it's a definite mystery uh, as to why the Kings are, are trending the way they have been and probably led to uh, the big changes that I'm sure we'll be talking about. Yeah, I, I kind of said it's been kind of a combination of things that the depth scoring we saw right earlier with the four lines all contributing kind of dried up. Uh, Cam Talbot has certainly struggled uh, towards you know, the the last the latter part of this kind of streak. Um, is that is that how you feel? And then the, I think it kind of snowballs when you lose your confidence and you're starting to press. Is it? Do you think that's? Is there anything I'm missing there? Is there something you would add to that? No, yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I feel like uh, all those factors and then you kind of combine that with maybe the frustration kind of boiling over in the locker room a little bit. And not to say that there's been growing kind of uh, separation between the players or whatnot, but you can definitely sense it a little bit, especially after Drew Doughty's comments after the Buffalo game. So 
it, it's just frustration after frustration from how these games are being lost. And I'm sure there's players that probably aren't adhering to some of the systems that um, make this team successful. And that's probably piled on to the list of growing frustrations for players that do think that they need to adhere to those systems. So, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned with the, the goaltending kind of struggling, uh, lack of goal scoring. I mean, all overall, just every aspect of the game just seems to have uh, uh, gone off the deep end a little bit here. Now, you were at the Rob Blake press conference on Monday. Uh, I definitely want to get uh, your opinion on that, being there in person. Um, I, you and I had a nice conversation before the Kings-Rangers game, and we talked about a coaching change. I had told you that I, I kind of thought they should have done it already, and I knew you were saying if they lose to the Sharks, they got to make a change, if I remember what you said, and they, they lost to the Sharks. Uh, so I guess what did you feel about uh, ultimately the move to dismiss Todd McCullen and, and kind of the timing of it? You know, the timing of it uh, of it happening during the All-Star break, I guess, it just makes a lot of sense. For me personally, I thought I was just really actually surprised. Um, not necessarily surprised that the firing happened, but surprised that this management group went along with that decision. I didn't see them ever separating from Todd McClellan. And I thought maybe the, the win in Nashville um, really gave him a little bit of a cushion. But like, like you said, that those games against uh, – San Jose and even the Nashville game uh, that they played at home and then the Buffalo game, like all those games just were so frustrating losses. Just watching from a fan standpoint, you could just kind of sense it with the players and the coaching staff too. So, and even in the, the win that they got in Nashville, I mean, they, they didn't play well at all. They really got lucky to come out with two points by behind a, a great performance by David Riddich and some goalposts that were hit from Nashville. So, yeah, it's the timing of it. I guess it, it makes sense, right? I mean, you only have three wins and 17 losses. Not a lot of coaches are going to survive that. But I, I would say I was surprised that the management group actually went through with it. So it's definitely probably the right decision. And we'll see how they tread on going forward. And I know, you know, I work in sports talk radio, so I hear a lot of fire the coach talk from fans of all kinds of sports, right? It's the easy thing to do. And I get it. You can't fire the, all the players. You know, you it's the it is the easiest thing to do that can have potentially the biggest impact. But of course, a lot of times when when fans or people will say that to me, my 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 response is, "Well, who are you going to replace them with?" It's easy to fire the coach, but who are you going to bring in that's going to make a difference? So, along those lines, and I know you and I talked about this in our face to face conversation. Uh, I had mentioned a few names. Jim Hiller wasn't one of them. Uh, he's being promoted from assistant coach to interim head coach for the rest of the season. So what was your reaction to that? You know, at first it, it was surprising that they didn't bring in a, a new voice. It, it's, it seems like it's something that they might need. But the more I think about it, I mean, Jim Hiller kind of is a new voice. He's only been with the team for a little over a season and a half. And he wasn't necessarily part of the original group that the team brought over with Tom McClellan. So I guess he kind of is a new voice, even though he's been with the team a little bit. But and the more I think about it too is, all this points to Rob Blake obviously being the next one on the hot seat if things don't turn around. So for his uh, management, the management, whoever's above him, the leadership group above him, I'm not sure that they would have given him the opportunity to bring in a new name and give more money to that because if things don't turn around, then he's probably the next one out the door. So you bring in a new name and an, an outside coach like a Craig Bruvet that we talked about or Dean Evanson, I think was the name I mentioned. Um, you, you bring in that name, let's say things don't turn around, then what are you going to do then? You, you're just going to have to get rid of him and then find a new coach 
or you stick with that. It doesn't really make any sense there. So for them to go with Hiller, um, kind of ride out the rest of the season, I think it makes makes a lot of sense in that standpoint because it's Rob Blake's hot seat now that he's sitting in. By the way, there is some news today confirmed. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Uh, but uh, DJ Smith, the former head coach in Ottawa earlier this year, got fired. Uh, he It's been confirmed he now will be uh, an assistant, I guess, replacing Jim Hiller, so to speak, as to the other assistant on the bench. So he is coming to L.A. Uh, I talked to some of our guys uh, for Locked On Senators, and uh, they weren't they weren't real uh, high on him as a head coach, but they thought that he was a really, really good assistant coach. They thought it was a positive hire and that he's really more suited for that kind of role. So hopefully he can come in and help out with the L.A. Kings, as that has been confirmed. Uh, we're going to have more with uh, Russell Morgan. Uh, we're going to talk about the Rob Blake press conference that he was in attendance at. We'll do that here next on Lockdown L.A. Kings, your team every day. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, the Super Bowl is all about getting that good seat on the couch, getting your favorite snacks, and just crashing and uh, enjoying all that is about the Super Bowl. It is basically a sports national holiday. And of course, we'd like you to enjoy it with maybe placing a bet or two that can add to the fun. And FanDuel has so many ways that you can end the season with a W or one or two uh, or three. You can also bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, of course. But with FanDuel, you've got other prop bets and things as well. What players are going to score touchdowns, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. New customers can join and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. That's not all right. There we go. Hey, there's more with uh, Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty. Uh, now Russ, like I said, you were at the press conference, you were out there at the Toyota sports performance center on Monday. Uh, and, uh, Rob Blake talked with the media about the decision to dismiss Tom McClellan and more. Um, but you kind of touched on this a bit and there was one question that Rob Blake did not want any part of. And Eric Stevens of the athletic, uh, asked him about there's other coaches out there. And then Blake kind of cut him off and said, Jim Heller's our head coach. And he goes, he's like, yeah, but uh, did, did finances play any kind of a role? And then he cut him off again and said, Jim's our head coach. So uh, my take on that is, I think it's fair to speculate since he didn't answer the question that he went to management or ownership and said, um, you know, we, we need to make a move. Um, do I have your permission to go out and find another coach? Uh, and they said, no, <laughs> you're going to have to do this in house because we're paying Todd McClellan $5 million to not coach next year. And we're not willing to bring in another coach. We're going to play three, $4 million a year too. Uh, and, and that might not work as you said. So would you agree that it's fair to speculate on that? And and that's, they basically said, if you're going to make a change, you need to promote somebody within the organization. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when, when their management above Rob Blake signs off on get, making Tom McClellan the highest paid head coach in the league, and then all of a sudden you want to, make a change at that position, it would be pretty tough to go to uh, whoever's making and paying or writing the checks to say, hey, we want to now give more money to another big name head coach. So, yeah, that's fair to say. And it definitely was a pretty uh, a lot of tension in that room uh, with Rob Blake answering, answering some of the questions from the media. And it, it makes sense. I mean, it's not the one of the best days for him. So I'm, I'm sure he didn't want to be there asking or answering the questions uh, that we probably needed to ask. So uh it makes a lot of sense plus i also think it's fair if you're 
you know, running this team or overseeing it, uh, that Rob Blake comes to you and says, Hey, we're going to make this major trade in the off season. It's going to be great. And then it doesn't really work out. And now he's like, Hey, we're going to give this guy an extension for a year, pay him an extra $5 million. That doesn't work out. And now he's asking to do something again. You can understand why they might say, you know what? We're going to see how it plays out this year. And then we'll figure out who's going to be making these decisions going forward about bringing in new coaches and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's going to be, it's all about the money and what have you done for me lately? And so they, it, it, they already gave McClellan an extension next year too. So yep. you're giving him another $5 million to, to not, or to pay him to not coach now next right. year as, on top of that. So yeah, that'd be a tough sell. So another interesting question that was asked was about Pierre-Luc Dubois. And, and the question was basically, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it now? I think we all knew what the answer was going to be. And he said, yes, but do you think he really would, if he could go back in time and make that trade again or not, do you think that Rob Blake would make that trade again for Pierre-Luc Dubois? No, I think so, to be honest with you. Um, and, and I might be a minority here, but I would too. Uh, it, it's, I, I have a lot of questions about who he's been playing with and his deployment. Uh, so far this season. So I'm going to lean on that fence as, as long as I can until the, and probably the end of the season. And then I'll probably make my assumption after that. But I, I'm really curious to see how his usage, usage goes uh, with Jim Hiller. And, and obviously we'll be getting Victor Arvidsson back too. So that's a big, big addition to the forward lineup. So hopefully he gets a better opportunity to produce because when we first talked to Rob Blake a couple of weeks ago during that midseason uh, press conference, he pointed to his five-on-five per 60 numbers still being pretty good, which technically technically they are, but you're definitely not seeing the, the effort that you're hoping to see from a player you're paying $8.5 million a year to. So, uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see how this uh, coaching change change does. Uh, I've said it on, I said it on my show last night that we, whenever I'm at practice and the, the one player I'm always paying attention to is PL Dubois just to kind of see how he, how he kind of interacts with his teammates and the coaching staff and the coaching, the coach I always see him talking to the most is Jim Hiller. So I know he's got a pretty good relationship with, with Hiller. So it'll be curious. It'll be interesting to see how he responds to this. Uh, that'll be the player to watch to see how he responds to this change. I wanted to ask you this and I kind of, I'm kind of flipping it in here, but I, you know, I know you are uh, into analytics and I have admitted that's a blind spot for me as the, the old guy, I guess. It's, it's something I haven't really been able to wrap my head around. Is there any numbers analytically that either kind of explains what the Kings have been going through lately or maybe shows that it's not as bad as it has been? Is there anything analytically that you can give us that you think would be interesting to share? Yeah, absolutely. So one chart uh, that I've been looking at so far these last two weeks is if you go to moneypuck.com and you click on the, the Kings, for example, and they give you a chart uh, and it kind of lays out the entire season in this one graph. And it's it, the statistic I'm, I'm talking about is goal, goals for above expected. So with the amount of chances you get, you're, those are goals that you're expected to score. But for the Kings, they're not going in. So you obviously you can also look at shooting percentage be another one because I believe when things were really trending in the right direction early part of the season, they were a top 10, top 15 team in the league in shooting percentage. But now they're one of the bottom teams in the league in shooting percentage. So and that's also trended to that goals for above expected as well to to be dipping below the 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 mean. So 
yeah, that's definitely the, one of the the underlying metrics, and it, it points to, like you said, it points to things being not as bad as they probably seem to be. But I mean, when with how the demeanor has been around the team, how these losses have been piling up, it still is pretty bad. <laughs> as far as some news that came out of the Rob Blake press conference, uh, letting us know, and you mentioned his name earlier, that Victor Arvidsson is apparently returning to practice on Thursday, which is when the team comes back from the All-Star break. Obviously missed the entire season so far with the second back surgery. Uh, is there reason to be optimistic with him back relatively soon? How much do you think he can impact the roster? Oh, yeah. I think he – yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in that first game on the road trip. The When I saw him skating just a few weeks ago um, in that red jersey just by himself, man, he was humming out there. It looked like it was Victor Arvidsson that we'd seen uh, at 100%. So I know it's going to take him a little while to get acclimated to the team, um, to up to game speed. Because you can skate for practice as hard as you can, but it's not it's not playing at a, at a game speed. So it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get used to that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how many practices they actually give him. But to hear Rob Blake talk about that he'll be at practice or they expect him to be practicing with the team on Thursday, that's great news. Because then you have the game on Saturday. Don't expect him to play then. But hopefully we see him pretty early on in, in the after the break here and possibly on one of the first games of the road trip. Because it's like, let's be real here. He's a 60-plus point player last year, 30-plus goal scorer in his career. That's a big addition to this lineup. And I think we kind of overlooked that at the beginning of the part of the season, especially when they were winning. But when you're going through struggles and you're looking for a little bit more creativity to help with those shooting percentage woes, Victor Arvidsson is definitely a player who can help you there. Yeah, and I think as Kings fans, we're all hoping that this combination of things will be like the perfect storm to finally get them going, right? You've got the break where everybody can get away, take a deep breath, hit the reset button. You've got the new voice coming in as the head coach and with Victor Arvidsson coming in as well. Maybe all those things, right, can be just the thing they need to because we feel like it's not that far away from getting getting going. And once the confidence gets there, hopefully we can see the team that we've seen for most of the season. Yeah, man, it's it's it feels like a mental thing with this team right now. The team, I've said it a couple times, it's like this team is way too talented to be playing as poorly as they have been. And they just need to figure it out up here in, in their heads. So stick to the system, stick whatever works to you, but you got the talent to figure it out. Um, hopefully the, the lineups maybe improve a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit more of a shakeup there, maybe on the defensive end too. Uh, but yeah, you got way too much talent. We've seen this team be a hundred plus point per, uh, type team last year. I think they can replicate it again this year if they turn things around here. So it's it's not that far off. I mean, you think about it. I mean, with all the struggles that's been going through, they're still in a playoff spot. And you're kind of thinking about it too. Uh, I was looking at the standings and the way they're shaking out. I wouldn't be that disappointed if over, over a wild card spot as opposed to playing maybe Vegas or Edmonton in the first round. So. Might be might be more beneficial to get the wild card spot, and who knows, maybe you get Vancouver in the first round. But hopefully, not, hopefully not Colorado. But yeah, I mean, Vancouver would probably be a better matchup than uh, Vegas or Edmonton right now. Oh, maybe history will repeat itself uh, with the oh. Kings being an eight seed and facing <laughs> go, Vancouver yeah. in the first round. You never know. I know you you talked about lineup changes. I definitely would love to get your thoughts on that. We'll do that here next on Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. 
hey, we're heading into the stretch run of the NHL season. Kings are hoping to make a playoff push, but regardless of where they are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether players like Austin Matthews or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than the Sleeper projections in things like goals, assists, and with goalies, saves, plus, minus, and more. It's not just about the NHL. You can play daily fantasy hockey with other sports, too, like the NBA. But you can win 100 times bet on Sleeper when you correctly pick the outcome of eight player stats. Uh, you can win 100 times your money during uh, playing fantasy hockey on Sleeper. Pay attention, nail your picks, and you can start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availabilities. And do want to remind you the LA Kings will be back in action. First game after the all-star break coming up on Saturday, the Edmonton Oilers are in town 7 p.m. Pacific time. Catch the hometown broadcast of your Kings on Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Uh, Russell, I can't imagine that this team won't make the playoffs. Uh, you talk about Victor Arvin's coming back and the break and the new coach and no disrespect to St. Louis or Nashville or Seattle, but I think you mentioned it. You look at the Kings roster, they have a better roster than those teams. So they're going to get a wild card spot, right? That's there. That, I'm like, I know you and I seem to be optimists. We're the glass is half full, but even with all the stuff they're going through, I just cannot imagine them not making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, three wins in 17 games, and they're still in a wild card spot. So it can't continue to be this bad, right? So, I mean, that's where we're all hoping for. But, I mean, even if they go 500 the rest of the way, uh, I don't know what the math is. But, I mean, I, I don't even see that happening. So I, no. I still expect them to – they still have a lot – like, their schedule, too. You have to look at that. I mean, you look at – you go to tankathon.com. The Kings have one of the easiest schedules remaining in the, across the National Hockey League. So – there's that to look forward to. You still have a couple games against San Jose, a few games against Anaheim, and a few games, I believe, against Chicago left, too, on the on the schedule. So they should win those games. We, we see how things have been lately. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to be optimists while we look at that. I'm unfamiliar with tankathon.com. I will have to check out that website. Oh, yeah, that it's website. a great site. Great site. Yeah, All NFL, right. NBA, NHL, they do a great job there. All right, I will definitely check that out. Uh, I know you, you – posted about this on X. I, it's still hard for me to not say tweet. Uh, but you talked about kind of your dream lineup for the LA Kings. I've certainly have talked about it. You know, is moving Pierre-Luc Dubois to the wing an option possibly just to kind of get him going? Um, you know, are we going to see more of Brant Clark? Uh, I don't know why they, they've done this revolving door a little bit. As much as I like Jordan Spence, um, you know, uh, just who are the other players that could get moved around? So, and Victor Arvidsson, obviously, coming back. Where is he going to slot in? I'm sure Jim Hiller is going to be asked about this. You'll be out of that press conference, I'm sure, on Thursday. But what is your kind of dream lineup? Where do you see things being shaken up that you think could really uh, affect things going forward positive for the Kings? Yeah, uh, as far as my dream lineup goes, um, I like the first line. Totally fine with how they've been playing. Quentin Byfield's probably been the most consistent forward for the Kings all season. So give him, keep giving him top-line minutes. Don't change anything there. It certainly seems like he's been elevating the game of Kopitar and Kempe, which is crazy to think about uh, what we think about uh, Byfield in the offseason. So leave that line the way it is. Uh, I'm not 
too keen on separating to knowing more. And if Victor Arvidsson is, is going to be 100% and you, he's uh, able to play the type of minutes you, you would normally see from a top six forward, get the nice line back together. Get Arvidsson, uh, Moore, and Deneau. We've seen those three uh, play consistently pretty well in the, in the NHL for the Kings. So get those three together. Uh, Dubon Fiala. Man, I don't know. Like I, I know they've maybe had some struggles during their time together early parts of the season, but Dubois was producing. And that's if that's really what you're kind of looking for, if you're a Kings fan or really just to try to elevate Dubois' game, then points points matter. So maybe get those two back together. I really like the way Laferriere and Dubois have played. So I wouldn't mind those three as a line. And man, I mean, if Lazat comes back, uh, I know he'll end up being the 4C, which he should be. But you have to figure out a way to keep Alex Turcotte in the lineup, especially with the last two games. I know it was still small sample size, but man, the energy that he brought to those two games was an energy that we had been missing for the last two months from this team. So you have to figure out a way to keep him in the lineup. And then as far as that last uh, lineup, or I guess forward spot goes, you can you have Grunstrom, Lewis, Jared Anderson, Dolan, Arthur Kaliev. There's definitely a, a lot of pieces to choose from. And then on the back end, I don't see Anderson and Dowdy being separated. They seem to be uh, a match... Uh, that won't uh, differentiate with the next coaching group. Um, but as far as the next two pairings go, oh man, I mean, I, I don't know why Andres England continues to get playing time, to be honest with you. I know they like to have his physicality in the lineup, but it certainly seems like he's been more more of a detriment to the, to the lineup more than anything with the, the amount of uh, negatives in his plus minus of late. So Maybe you pair Gavrikov with Jordan Spence, who seems to they've played pretty well in their short time together. And then, hey, if you're, if you're looking to get a little bit more offense like this team probably needs, get Clark and Roy together in the third pair. Switch Roy to the left side, switch Clark to the left side. I, I don't really care, to be honest with you. I just want to see some more offense from the defensive blue line. And I think the best way to do that is try to figure out to get a way to get Jordan Spence and Brian Clark in the lineup at the same time. All right, Russell, great to talk to you again. Good stuff. Looking forward to seeing you out there at Crypto.com Arena and uh, and watching. Hopefully, the Kings have some success here in the near future. Again, that's Russell Morgan from Hockey Royalty. You can follow him on X at NHL Russell, part of the Hockey Royalty crew. Check out their podcast as well. Uh, Russell, we got through it without my dog barking as well, so uh, all good. I really appreciate it, man. Always good to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot. You too, Eddie. Have a good one. All right. Uh, again, that was Russell Morgan, and you guys need to check him out over at Hockey royalty. Uh, and my dog didn't bark. Uh, for you everydayers, those of you that listen to Watch Lock, Locked on LA Kings every day, uh, Thursday we're going to have a full breakdown of that Jim Hiller introductory press conference. Uh, on Friday we'll have our usual Kings fan feedback show. Uh, lots of things to comment on uh, with that. Uh, the Rob Blake press conference, the Jim Hiller press conference, and uh, the return of Victor Arvidsson. Anything on your mind, uh, give us a uh, an email. Uh, as the Kings get ready to start the second half of the season. The email address, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. If you're watching on YouTube, always uh, leave your comments as in the comment section as well. I know we've had a couple of uh, audio glitches lately, kind of a little bit of a gurgling sound. I apologize for that. Um, again, sometimes you just do the show and you don't know. As far as technical issues, I've kind of uh, re re disconnected and reconnected everything. Uh, doesn't seem to be much of a rhyme or reason for it, but I apologize for that, and uh, hopefully that will not be an issue going forward. Uh, stay connected with us on social media. We are on X, Twitter, Instagram, at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. And as always, go Kings go.